Thanks for tuning in on Apple or Spotify to listen to another brand new episode of The Eye Test. Before we start the show, please take five seconds to leave a review. Since we don't sell you anything, this is the best way to help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Eye Test. I'm here with Paul Orlando, Bobby Amendola. Today, we are doing a strategy mock draft. That's right. We each have a specific strategy that we are going to have to follow for this mock draft. Bobby's going to be zero wide receiver. Paul is going to be drafting Travis Kelsey very early at the fourth spot. And I'm going to go zero running back strategy. These are three very popular strategies that everyone's trying to master, and we're going to help you do it. Before we get started, though, look at this amazing jersey, guys. Oh, what is that? What is that? That's right. That's right. The eye test bought a Bijan Robinson jersey, and we're giving it away for free. And you can win this. All you got to do is go onto one of our social media pages and follow the directions. You can go on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Check out the pinned video and follow those directions so you can win this Bijan Robinson jersey. Yeah, and guys, the more socials you subscribe or follow, that is just more entries for you to win that Bijan jersey. So be sure to check us out on all social media platforms. That will be in the description in our bio for this video. Let's get Love it. Love it. All right, let's start this draft off. Paul, just because we don't really know what the sleeper bots are going to do. I'm going to go ahead and assign you Travis Kelsey. No, no, no. I want to see if the sleeper bots grab Kelsey. Okay, fine. We'll we'll make the adjustment if it uh, They might. They does. might. I think I'll 4 laugh. is pretty safe. I think it's going to get four dead safe. at CMC. Yeah, cuz you got Yeah, you got really four I don't know. players. I think 5 seen... I would be worried. Let's think... see. Let's see. All right, we're off. Hey, uh, there we go. Okay. Who are you going to take, Paul? And oh. why? Take TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I'm going to grab Travis Kelsey here. I'm going to use this time to shamelessly plug my article. I wrote a really good article talking about positional advantage and Travis Kelsey that you are not crazy if you take him at the 1.01. Now, don't get me wrong. I would not suggest this, but I'm just saying there's an argument to be had for it. So I'm going to lock in Travis Kelsey here, the goat of tight end goats. And let's try so- Draft plays out. There's this is a very particular strategy. You kind of have to do it here. You kind of have to get them. I think. Well, first I gotta say, Paul, I'm surprised you didn't go Mark Andrews there. I think you would have gone Mark Andrews if you weren't didn't have to take Travis Kelsey. Couple cocktails deep, I could (laughs) have. But now we come to me at the eighth spot, and I'm zero wide receiver, so I can't pick a wide receiver until the sixth round. And right now it's pretty much between Bijan Robinson or Saquon. And I'm going to take Bijan because I just think there's way more upside to be had there compared to Barkley. And you can get the jersey from us. It's only fitting that Bob landed Bijan. Yep. Shamelessly plugging the giveaway. Yes. Now, for those of you that are drafting at the back end of your draft, I really mean like 11 and 12. You could throw in 10 there, too. 10, 11, 12. You're going to be faced with a decision between CD and A.J. Brown, really, if you're going the zero running back strategy. CD Lamb, he's going to get, in my opinion, he will get more volume because there's less competition for targets. The one thing that I'm concerned about is, do you disagree with that, Paul? I just think that... I'm taking AJ Brown because of Jalen Hurts. Like it's all about quarterback talent really? in that regard. Oh. It's almost like you read my mind. That's exactly why I would pick AJ Brown over CD Lamb. The volume may not be there, but AJ Brown has tons of yards after catch. He does have the better quarterback. And I would say that if Dallas Goddard is going to be healthy all next year, it's really going to be AJ Brown and Goddard that are getting a lot of the targets from Hurts. And Devontae Smith isn't as much of a factor as we may think. Um, plus, oh. A.J. Brown, huge red zone guy. So, oh, who told who told you that, John? Uh, uh, some guy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts is an excellent deep ball thrower. And yeah. A.J. Brown is an excellent deep route runner. So you're looking for home runs. I mean, you could hit a home run every week with A.J. Yeah. Brown. 
CD is more versatile, though, I will say. He's definitely more versatile, and I think he may be a little more useful in full PPR formats than A.J. Brown, but it's splitting hairs. Yeah, totally. It is. And CeeDee Lamb is going to make that, like, three-year jump. I'm very confident in it. But He already did. Think, oh, oh, last year was his second year, I thought. No, last year was his third. Three? Okay, then he did it. He's going to make that fourth-year jump. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So again, zero running back. So I, I got to, I think I'm going to go after the best player available right now and get my number one quarterback. And that's Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Okay. John, I thought you were going to go double up on receiver. I was thinking about it, but, um, there are more wide receivers to be had. And I think since I'm doing this specific strategy, it's important to go ahead and get a top four quarterback. Okay. So now we come to me at the two, five coming off Bijan at one, eight, zero wide receiver, little too early to be jumping on Mark Andrews. In my opinion, I don't think I'm going to jump on a quarterback yet. So I'm going to go running back again here. And Josh Jacobs currently still worries me a little bit, although I do think they'll probably have it resolved by by the time the season starts. I'm going to go Tony Pollard here, actually. Yeah, I like that pick. Oh, quite the running back run, too. Smart move by Team 6 going with the wide receiver there. Great pick by Team 6. Great team yes. by Team 6. That is great. Now, so, Paul, Paul with the Travis Kelsey, you can pretty much do whatever you want now, Paul. So what are your thoughts after you get Travis Kelsey, which I guess in terms of who went after him, some would call that a reach because you could have gotten Eckler, you could have gotten Cup, you could have gotten Tyreek Hill. Um, those are really the three players that could and most likely will go before Kelsey in most PPR formats. But I'd like to hear your, uh, your thoughts for your second round pick here. Sure. So when I picked Travis Kelsey, I'm going for the positional advantage here. I mean, obviously, if this was a real draft, a high money league, I'm probably going to take Cupper Hill here instead of Travis Kelsey at the four. But I took Kelsey. So with that positional advantage, I am going to zig while others zag for my next pick and take a similar route that John did. And I'm going to go and take who I believe could be the QB one this year. And that's going to be Jalen Hurts. I like he probably, that. He probably would have been the QB one if he didn't get hurt last year. Too. Right. So with my team, the way it's set up now, I do have positional advantage at tight end and quarterback. I am banking on Kelsey's pretty much a lock for top three regarding industry injury industry injury. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts is, can, I mean, he's as close to a lock as a top three quarterback as I, I think you can get in this league. I mean, easily a lock at top five. So I have positional advantage all over the board. And there are still a lot of talented football players at every position here. So I'm pretty much going to take the strategy of best available. I have my quarterback figured out. I have my tight end figured out. Now it's just time to fill those skill positions. Wow. You can, you can flex Mark Andrews here, Paul. Yeah. I was going to say, are you going to do it? You're going to double up on tight end. I'm not going to do it. I am tempted to take it for the pod. (laughs) I'm tempted to take the Devontae Smith stack here. With Jalen Hurts. It's cheeky. It's cheeky. It is. It is a little cheeky, but I'm not comfortable with him being my wide receiver one. He was a wide receiver one last year, though. He was, wasn't he? Hmm. He was, but like we mentioned earlier, or like John mentioned earlier, if you're assuming Goddard's going to be healthy all year, his points per game was drastically lower when Goddard was in the lineup. So something to consider when you're drafting this high. Yeah, that is definitely is something to consider. I wish Brees Hall wasn't coming back from a giant injury. He would be a really good pick for me here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take somebody who I hate personally, not because he's a bad person, but because he's on my arch nemesis rival team. I'm going to go with Najee Harris here. I think upside is through the roof with Najee. He was battling injuries all of last year, which did hinder his season, but he did finish strong. And the Steelers made some great improvements on the offensive line. Another year of Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah. I like the upside you can, here. You can go back and watch our last episode of Must Draft Players at their ADP. Paul was a big fan of Najee Harris that night. <laughs> so I think you did what you told everyone else to do. So good for you. I know, but I just hate having Steelers, especially with my first three picks. <laughs> All right. 
So now we're at the three, eight, still zero running back, but now we have a little more. There's at least a consideration. Zero wide receiver. I got zero wide receiver. That's okay. I just want our listeners to understand. You're good. Yep. So used to saying zero running back though, because no one does zero. I know. Wide <laughs> I know. <laughs> but now we come to a decision. Do I take Burrow and get myself probably an easy top five quarterback this season? Or do I go another running back? Cause there's really not a tight end here that wow. you would take. I think, I don't think I'm going to take Burrow. I think there's plenty of deals that you can get in, in at the quarterback position later in the draft and Burrow doesn't have really a lot of rushing upside, so you're just banking on volume touchdowns. So I'm going to be a little bold here, and I'm going to be bold here, and I'm going to go, oh, no, I'm being bold. I'm, I'm taking Brees Hall. I'm homering, and I'm taking Brees Hall. Wow. This is almost like a, a strategy from 2018. I mean, it wasn't a rare occurrence where – three running backs could get drafted on one team in the first three rounds I did five years ago oh like when I first not when I for in college when we were in college I drafted in the first three rounds I drafted Eddie Lacy LaShawn McCoy and CJ Anderson how'd that go oh my god horrible Horrible. it was great it was great on paper because Eddie Lacy was coming off an amazing year CJ Anderson same thing and LaShawn McCoy was still pretty consistent but that's when they all just started to like fall off pretty much all right, so the draft really went the way that I am I'm liking. I'm always targeting this guy at the end of the third round. I'm always tempted to see if I can get away with getting him in the fourth, but I don't think it's worth it. Um, I'm going after Keenan Allen here, PPR monster. We're going to assume that he's going to stay healthy. And having A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen as my wide receivers with Patrick Mahomes, I definitely have a wide receiver, a top five wide receiver and quarterback. And I probably have a top 12 wide receiver in Keenan Allen if he stays healthy. So I like that. The third round. Now you got the wraparound. And now I got the wraparound. And I want to just ruin this strategy and just take Jameer Gibbs, but I can't. So (laughs) let me show you what you could do if you're going a true zero running back strategy here. I'm looking at trying to get positional advantage and I have a chance to get the projected tight end three in T Hawk. I love that when he got traded to the Vikings last year, he fit right into that offense and he had a couple games where he was getting over 10 targets. (sighs) Jordan Addison is in the offense, but I'm not too worried considering it's his rookie year and I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my tight end here because I don't like Debo Samuel. Oh, uh, I, I'd like to see a year of Calvin Ridley before I'm like pouncing on him. So uh, let's let's go with proven reception guy and red zone guy, TJ Hawkinson. T-Hawk over Ridley. Uh, the yeah. tight end dead zone. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would. I don't you know think if the I would. dead zone starts after Andrews. I think, I think, yeah, I, I don't think, I think, yeah, I think there's guys that could like challenge, you know, not that I'm expecting anyone to, you know, exceed Kelsey's production, but pretty much after Andrews, you have guys that are all kind of like guys that haven't, you know, they haven't been, you know, had a crazy season or anything like that. T-Hawk's okay, but I still think that's early to I take mean, his, him. His floor is, is 10, oh, is, uh. What did he actually get? Where the tight end's floor could realistically be like four or five. I mean, T- his, without his a question, floor last T-Hawk. year looked like ten. Yeah. Hey, John. I mean, you're doing. It's your strategy, bro. You just got to do what you got to do. And I now just didn't my- like the receivers that were available. Obviously, I like the running backs that were available. <laughs> and now it's my turn. And wow, I wish I could take Calvin Ridley in the mid fourth because I feel like that's an absolute steal. But I can't take any wide receivers. Aaron Jones is a little, but then I'm. It's just a bench spot. Like, do I really want to do a just draft a bench spot in the fourth round? I don't think I want to do that. Now I have my starting lineup of running backs: Bijan RB one, Tony Pollard RB two, and Brees Hall at my flex most likely. So I'm looking either quarterback or tight end here. And 
I think if anyone listens to this podcast, you know I'm not a massive fan of Justin Fields, especially at his especially at his ADP, and I'm not taking him. Oof. So I am gonna take the guy that is coming off a really bad season by his own standards and who I think is due for a rebound season. And that is Justin Herbert. I like it. Just saying though, if you did go Justin Fields, you would have had your first, your first four rounds would have been like all running a ton backs. of rushing touchdowns, which is all running six backs. points, six that, points per touchdown there. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields pretty much is a running back. So yes, I yeah. would agree. All right, Paul. I feel like it's been a while since you've last picked. How you feeling? You feeling a little cold? Uh, I'm not you in love put with... in the hot seat. Yeah, I'm not in love with this team. To be very honest with you, um, I feel like I could rock with it. I mean, the positional advantage is great. I'm really banking on the upside of Najee uh, Harris. Yeah, it's not. It's not like one of those teams where you look at it like on paper, it's not sexy. Yeah, at all. I would like much rather look and see like a Tyreek Hill or like a Cooper Cup on my yeah. team. Yeah, but, but... Kelsey kind of fills that role. Kelsey was, if you took the tight end position away from him, Kelsey technically was the wide receiver five last year. Like in terms of like flex players, he was. Fifth. In terms of flex players, he was the wide receiver five. So you have to look at that. It's just hard to stomach. Like when you look at your roster, because you, yes. yes. you know what I'm saying? So yes. like, yes, analytically, it makes sense. But regardless, <clears throat> When you look at your roster and like, like you could tell yourself in your head that Tra- oh Travis Kelsey's my wide receiver one. He was the wide receiver five last year, but you don't have a wide receiver in that yeah. slot. It doesn't make you feel as good. I know, I know. So, but this next pick is I don't want to say relatively easy for me, but I'm gonna go with I'm just gonna continue this high upside train that I'm riding. And I think that the Washington Commanders offense is going to be more potent than people think this year. If I was playing it safe, I'd go Amari Cooper here. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'd go Amari Cooper here if I was playing it safe. But with how my team's built, I'm looking for upside. I'm in here to win this. I'm banking on home runs. Scary Terry, get on my roster. Yeah, I, I think that's you're gonna... smart. You, do, you don't want to go back-to-back safe picks. Najee doesn't really have the high upside, but he doesn't really have that low of a floor. You don't think Najee doesn't have an upside? No, I mean, what was his upside last year? Like 24 points or something? I mean, like he was dealing with a Liz Frank injury all year. And then, well, right, right, right. I guess nothing that we've seen yet. But yeah, well, I don't yeah, think Big Ben Najee probably doesn't have like 30 point upside. But if, if but you're Terry pretty does. much, you're kind of hoping that Terry, I don't think, does. He hasn't shown that in his career. Mm-hmm. I think Najee has way more upside than uh, Terry does. Yeah. At least based on their... just a wide receiver, though. I feel like at least rest... based on their careers. Trust me, if you I've had Terry McLaurin multiple times. I don't know if you guys have, but Terry McLaurin is known for pretty much doing nothing in one half of football and then making it all up with one massive catch. And he ends with like, you know, 16 yeah. points. You he's know, the, uh, he's the East Coast Tyler Lockett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Terry McLaurin wide receiver 14 last year, so. Yeah, no, he's consistent for sure. I will take it. So, all right, so it's got the wraparound. Cooper, Hopkins, Pierce, Mixon, Kittle, DJ Moore went after Scary Terry. So now I'm left with, oh, man, I would love to get Trevor Lawrence here, but there is absolutely no need for me to do that. So I'm really thinking here I could continue this upside and ride the Sean Payton train and get Jerry Judy. A part of me wants to do that. I'm not, I like Christian Watson, but I'm not like in love with him. And I do like Miles Sanders, but I just don't know how that Carolina offense is going to be with him. So I'm going to continue this train of upside, baby. We are looking, we're trying to hitch all the training camp hype videos. Jerry <laughs> Duty, let's go. Uh oh, Paul's, Paul's going against his one tip. Don't <laughs> fall for preseason hype videos. I know, I know. He's been on Twitter a little too much. Jer- has Jerry Judy had a lot of hype? I haven't seen much hype from him recently. I a saw lot of the one hype. very cool one-handed catch. Okay. Well, a lot of the hype is not like training camp videos. It's just like we can finally see Jerry Judy's potential in like an actual offense yeah. instead of the Nathaniel Hackett tornado yeah. that was last the, year and whoever else. The preseason hype was Sean Payton just absolutely smack-talking Nathaniel Hackett's coaching ability last year. Yeah, That's the hype on the Broncos again. Yeah. So 
Come back to me. Still zero wide receiver. Not allowed to take a wide receiver yet. I am allowed to take a wide receiver next round, though. So got my quarterback. Got bunch of my starting lineup spots filled out am i gonna look for more running back depth or if i'm am i maybe gonna go tight end here got kyle pitts sitting there and you got a guy a little lower on the board darren waller that i'm personally very high on <sighs> yeah i'm gonna honestly i um I'm going Darren Waller here. I'm taking him over Kyle Pitts and reaching for him a little bit. Wow, I, and over Dallas Goddard. Go for it. I think the upside, like Paul was saying, I'm chasing more upside. I think Waller easily has the most upside this season out of those three tight ends. You can make your argument for Kyle Pitts. I haven't seen it yet. We've seen Darren Waller's upside when he's healthy. So I'm taking that, and there really aren't a lot of pass catchers known pass catchers on the Giants offense. So, and he's supposedly been unguardable in training camp. <laughs> we're like breaking all of our rules going for like upside. Like we're, <laughs> no, I would what take do you mean? that's not my rules. My, my rule is to draft guys with decent floors, but higher upside. I think you got to play. It I think safe. you have that. I think, I think you got to play it safe in like the earlier rounds. Like, I mean, Bijan's a little bit of an upside play, but I think everyone's pretty confident he's going to be a workhorse. The first couple rounds, you want to chase like solid floor, high upside, but then once you get past like those first few rounds, it's like, how many guys really have a safe floor after the first few rounds? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at my team. I'm falling more in love with them than I was earlier. Let's just say that. <laughs> Go ahead, Johnny. Well, all right. Um, I'm eyeing up Chris Godwin simply because he's the wide receiver one on the Buccaneers. But I think I think I like Brandon Ayuk more. Obviously, I would like to get him a little bit later, but I really want to get my running back in the sixth round. So it's between Godwin and Brandon Ayuk right now. And I'm going to get Brandon Ayuk. He had a, a very I would I would call it somewhat of a breakout year last year, although not as much of a breakout as we all probably wanted. I think this is the year for it. He was pretty good. He was pretty good last year. Wide receiver fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of if you believe in the hype, there's a lot of hype about him this year and speculation that this could be like his real breakout. So if you're willing to take that gamble, he's clearly the best pure wide receiver that the Niners have. So yeah. it's just a matter of if he gets the volume really. So I got, I really like my first three picks. I'm okay with the tight end pick. I mean, I like T Hawks uh, PPR ability in this type of league. I understand that he's got some competition and volume. He's not like a Travis Kelsey PPR guy, but um, I think that he'll get some touchdown volume as well. So I'm kind of in the middle with T Hawk. He'll be a top five tight end. Um, so I won't be like having to play the waiver wire game with tight ends. I like that. Brandon Ayuk, up and coming star. Let's just stick with volume here for my first running back. The Rams are going to suck, uh, and that's okay. Cam Akers will still get the ball. He does not have any competition. So all he has to do is stay healthy, get me a couple rushing touchdowns, and just get the ball. And that's that's what you got to go off of when it comes to a zero running back strategy is what running back. Your first running back needs to have volume. I wouldn't worry about anything else. Just go after volume for zero running back strategy because now it's time to stack running backs. All and right. I started a run. Now I could finally pick a wide receiver, and I am 100% going to do that now. And there's a couple names that I like that pop off to me. Chris Godwin, not in love with him, with Baker. We all know I'm off of Michael Pittman. I'm going to go the safe route here, and I'm going to go Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin is probably the most likely out of Tampa Bay's two top pass catchers to produce, given his tendency to be a short route or short yardage artist. You know what I mean? Intermediate routes and stuff like that. So playing the safe route here could have gone Marquise Brown or Mike Williams, but feel okay having Godwin as my wide receiver one. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather have Godwin than Evans because Baker and the deep ball, not a big fan, but Baker going 
eight yards to Chris Godwin and letting him do the rest, I do like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that for you too, Bob. Godwin, I think he is <clears throat> going to be better than Mike Evans this year. Where did Evans go? Is he still on the board? He's still on the board, yeah. He, he'll okay. get drafted next round probably. Gotcha. All right, so with this next pick, I just took two wide receivers in my previous rounds. I'm going to take another flyer here, I think. I am looking at James Conner to be my RB2. I would like that a whole lot more if I didn't think the Arizona Cardinals were going to lead the league in three and outs this year. I think that they're going to be an absolutely abysmal offense, which does scare me. And I think the Saints in a weak division could be okay. They could be okay. So I'm going to bank on Alvin Kamara actually having a quarterback this year. Hopefully the new regime, not new regime, but hopefully they learn to use him this year with Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs did connect very, very well last year. Dude, so I'm going to take Kamara with his. We're, we're just back. Kamara's just <clears throat> out of his coffin now. Uh, I like, mean, in what? the sixth round as my RB2, I, I like th- him a lot more than like. I'm just high guess. on James Conner. I'm not. I, mean, I just I could, love the volume. He he's guaranteed volume right now. I know. I'm actually. Gonna, hey, it's your pick. It's your pick. By all means. I'm going to pivot here. Man. I'm going to pivot here and just go tried and true. Tyler Lockett, come on, yeah. come on down. Yeah, Be a solid twelve a point floor. And look at that. I can still. No, I can't. He's gone. <laughs> all right, never mind. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been. But all right. When will so, Paul get his first running back? Is it going to be in the seventh round? No, I have Najee, so I'm looking for my RB two. Oh man, there's not a lot of here, and I do like the wide receivers in this round. I really do. I, I hate to admit it, I like Deontay Johnson, but I don't like having running backs and wide receivers on the same team. Same with Pickens here. Jordan Addison, I think, could really fill that Adam Thielen role. But again, where am I going to put him? I am sort of handcuffed into drafting a running back here. Dude, go. I know who I would take, but. I know, I know who you would take. I would (laughs) honestly, if I was a couple picks later, I'd probably wait for James Cook. But I don't want to reach. I don't want to reach on him this early. All right, I'm going to grab David Montgomery. Come on, Paul. Well, I don't know why you're so low on him, man. I just I just think I, it's not that I'm low on Dave Montgomery. I think I'm just so much higher on Jameer Gibbs. Like, I think Gibbs is going to come out of that's nowhere. Fair. Not Dude, even that, come out of nowhere. Just be awesome. Dude, that's fair. Look at his eight. Like Gibbs' ADP is reflecting that. But I feel like David Montgomery could at least, like, he's at least going to be a flex play. He's going to be a factor. They didn't sign him to not play him and just, like, give Gibbs, like, all the touches. So, yeah. I do I do really like James Conner in this range, especially if you're a little you know, you do go uh what is it? Zero zero running back. <laughs> All right, my turn now. And now I'm in well, there's plenty of wide receivers to choose from, that's for sure. Obviously, I'm not going Chris Godwin's teammate, Mike Evans. I'm not a Deontay Johnson guy. I'm going to chase the training camp hype actually right now. And I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow. I'm chasing the hype. Although I do like Jordan Addison too. Those training camp videos are just getting me going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Four wide receivers. Quite the run here this whole round. I mean, in the beginning of the seventh round, five running backs went in a row. And then right after that, a wide receiver train started four wide receivers in a row. And it gets to me. My gut says I need to go running back here, but there's no one available. I really want to start stacking my running backs. But George Pickens is just staring (laughs) at me right now. And the the preseason hype videos of George Pickens, I mean... He's literally the best wide receiver in the whole world. Fantasy Twitter hates George Pickens. Dude, not now. I don't know when the last time you logged on Twitter was, but. Dude, that one-handed catch he made and then he gave the ball to Joey Porter was the most badass thing I've ever seen. I I think the thing with him is, though, that people are saying is that he can't separate. So if he's not making those, like, sexy one-handed 
grabs where he always high points the ball, like he's not really going to do much. That's like the argument against him. I'm going to go ahead and start building my bench of wide receivers uh, until the running backs start to fall to me. I don't want to reach on a running back, even though that technically is the position I need to fill. That's not the best strategy to operate with. Don't just worry about filling positions. Let's go after high-scoring players. I do like Pickens' ceiling this year uh, because he is going to be that playmaker more than Deontay Johnson will, who's probably going to be more of a volume guy. Um, I like George Pickens' upside. For a bench player, I have no problem going a little bit risky here. And I really wanted Gibson to fall to me. That would have been nice. Okay. So I can't get Gibson. Um, I'm scrolling down a little bit. Um, okay. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and get uh, rookie Zach Charbonnet here and just hope that maybe he turns into a little bit of a uh, PPR guy. What a reach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no running backs, really. And I, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, I mean, there are some wide receivers that I would have taken. But after the Pickens thing, I'm not going to go quarterback. Wow. I don't I want would... Brian Robinson and I don't want Jamal Williams or Rashad Penny. So, yeah, I think Rashad Penny, uh, maybe a little early, though, but I it's think just the A.J. Brown, Rashad Penny. Eh. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. OK, so. I'm actually liking what I got here. Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson are at the top of the board. I wouldn't be opposed to drafting another quarterback because there's always someone in season that needs a quarterback. I'm a huge fan of drafting for future trades. Always something to keep in mind. But since I'm zero wide receiver and I only have two wide receivers at this point, I'm going to go Traylon Burks. I still think... Maybe he's probably not going to have a breakout season now because of DeAndre Hopkins, but I still think he could be very productive in the Tennessee offense, especially if Tannehill stays healthy. Yeah, classic, uh, you know, don't judge someone's situation. You know, go after their talent. Traylon Burks did show that he he passed the eye test to a, to a point for a rookie wide yeah. receiver on a bad team. Um, I like it. And there's no saying that D hop is going to be healthy for 16 games. So Traylon, I'm sure another will great get point. some wide receiver one snaps. Yeah. Great point. D hop's been hurt, you know, pretty consistently. He's also, you know, not the D hop of five years ago. You know, he's, older. Yeah, he's, he's more like D wobble. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was, I don't know why I laughed at that. Yeah, that was, no, that I, was good. John. That it was, was just good. like, it was like a, you know, you laugh before you actually hear the thing just as like yeah. a reaction. It's just because, because John's funny notoriously funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I am uh, I'm in the classic case of I just got sniped with the two guys. I was hoping at least one of them would get to me. And that was Brandon Cooks and Jahan Dotson. They're off the board. I would have taken one of them in a heartbeat, probably Cooks over Dotson just because he's a proven veteran receiver. The Cowboys desperately needed a wide receiver, too. And I think that he's going to have a better year than most people think in Dallas this year. So with what's on the board, I don't like Juju in New England. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I do like Brian Robinson, but not in this round. I'm going to probably try and hope that Brian Robinson can fall to me after this. But I'm going to take a guy who I don't think would make it into the ninth round. And that is Quentin Johnston. I'm going to grab the high upside rookie. camp hype. Yep, I'm buying it, man. All the smoke screens they set in the draft, no shot. They took him in the first round. I think he's going to be a pivotal part of this offense and a possible keeper candidate for next year. That is a good uh, foreshadowing. That's another thing. You're getting, in, you're getting in keeper range also where you could start finding some deals for next year as well. Exactly. All right. So it's back to me. We had Deshaun Watson, Elijah Moore, Jamal Williams, Michael Thomas, and Kadarius Tony go. And I'm going to take a flyer on another running back. I only have two on my team. So I do want to take this guy here. If he stays healthy, I think that he could have a bigger impact than people believe in yep. Philadelphia. I do I like DeAndre Swift. But I think Rashad Penny as a true runner would be a, is a great fit for this Eagles offense. 
the only thing that hinders him is his ability to stay on the field. And we all know the best ability is availability. But here in the ninth round, if I can get even an RB2 out of Rashad Penny when he's healthy, I'm going to be happy. Paul, that's who I wanted to take now. Your boy's right there. No, not anymore. Bob has split ways with Shamaj P. Ryan. Yeah, because now all the news is coming. Like I'm now I had Samaj P. Ryan set in like my dynasty lineup because I was like, there's no way that Javante is going to be healthy for the beginning of the season. But l- literally everything has been positive. Not saying to reach on him or anything like that. But if the news is positive, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be, you know, playing week one. So Samaj P. Ryan obviously it dips here, but he's a good insurance policy if you want to go that route. I'm not going to go that route now. So I've got three wide receivers, got three running backs, got my starting quarterback, got my starting tight end. I don't really know what I want to do here. I could chase a little bit of upside with Anthony Richardson, Zay Flowers maybe. Oh, this is just a horrible position to be in. Um, there's one guy that stands out and it's not Zay Flowers for me. He stands out for me. I don't, no one's standing out for me. Are you thinking OBJ? No. (laughs) My strategy for the Ravens wide receivers of Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers. I am picking whoever goes last. Okay. In in no order. I'm getting my backup quarterback here and I'm going to. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm actually no, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm taking my backup quarterback here. My quarterback. That's exactly what I was gonna do. I had like a whole entire line for our listeners and viewers that I was gonna say, but <laughs> I, I'll still say it. I'll still say it because there's still some quarterbacks that you can get in the later rounds. For those that are doing zero running back strategy, um, I would recommend going for a top, you know, three quarterback, really. Uh, so I got Patrick Mahomes. Now you want to go a significant amount of rounds before you get a backup quarterback. Um, if you're going to go zero quarterback and get your first one in like the eighth or ninth round, I would recommend getting your second quarterback maybe two or three rounds after that. Um, I'm going to let a quarterback fall to me at the turn in the 10th round. So I am going to go after volume running back here. And who knows if he can even handle it, but I am going to go with Khalil Herbert here. John, that's a great pick. That's who I was thinking. Because, because Charbonnet Bob. doesn't really have the volume that I'm expecting, but Herbert and Akers do. So I'm going to start stacking up my running backs. I, I don't think I don't think Herbert's guaranteed anything. They got three running backs that can get the ball. Well, he's including got really him. just Deontay Foreman that he's competing with. I understand everyone's high on Rashawn Johnson, but... It's I, he's going to be so, the third running back. You guys know when Khalil Herbert got 12 or more touches, he averaged 18 fantasy points per game yeah. last year. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I do. I do like him, but I think and there's a reason that he's this low though. There is. I mean, the, the, well, that, the whole reason, this is what happens when you do zero running back strategy is you're not going to get those sexy running backs. You have to go after volume. And if Herbert can get me 12 touches a game, I'm happy with that. Charbonnet is kind of a little bit of a flyer. I I would say I regret that, but I mean, I'm not going to go after Traylon Burks and have him sit on my bench. So I am going to go ahead and get a quarterback here. Um, and that is Geno Smith. Geno Smith over Kirk. Yes. Really? Why? Can yes. you explain that? Um. Even though Gino, I would say more more weapons to throw to in the offense for the Seahawks, and um, if like Charbonnet does turn out to be a very good PPR running back, then I have a pretty good stack. Okay, okay, fair. Damn, I could have just waited on Kirk, but I like Aaron Rodgers. I was gonna get Aaron Rodgers because I think he's gonna be like a top eight quarterback. I think he's he's due for a bounce back. I I I don't. Yeah, I, I it's hard for me to imagine that he's not going to be at least top 10 if everyone's healthy. Mm-hmm. And with the Jets, you never know, though. So we'll see. But now we're just grasping at I don't even know what I'm looking for right now. So, oh, man, I do like a couple of these guys here. Damian Harris, I think, has some touchdown upside in him. Dalton Kincaid, if you want to take a flyer on him. 
But since I only have three wide receivers, I'm going to take my fourth wide receiver off the board. And no, it is not Cortland Sutton or Jamison Williams. I am stacking Aaron Rodgers with his boy, Alan Lazard. Wow. Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, and Alan Lazard all on Bob's team. You yeah, think I Bob's would... a Jets fan? I would have <laughs> never. Th- I, I would have expected this from Paul, but not from Bob. I, it's just the way the board broke. I didn't even. Honestly, I don't know if I would. There were a couple good running backs that I still could have taken with Brees Hall. I could have taken ETN, and there was one other guy that I was eyeing up. Oh, no, it was mainly just ETN or Gibbs. I could have taken Gibbs or ETN. I think in a real draft, I probably would have went ETN, but I'm just assuming that Brees Hall is going to be healthy, and they're not going to bring in Dalvin Cook right now. Is it my pick? It's no, Paul. it's me. I was just, He's uh, in deep thought here. He really wants to get Chig. <laughs> I really want Rashad Bateman. Oh, oh such an ugly name. I Did know. He, OBJ is still on the board. You can't go against your strategy. No, o- Odell oh, no, went. He got taken. Odell went. Wow, all right. So, oh, man. Dude, that's oh, so Oh, man. Isn't Bateman the wide receiver one on the Ravens right now? And he's getting Dude, taken last. It's, it's a complete toss up on who's actually the wide receiver one. And Bateman has been playing. I mean, he's injury prone. That's what scares me. But when he's on the field, he's great. But I'm eyeing up somebody, and I just really want to talk about this guy. So I'm going to try. You got 30 seconds wanna, to talk about him. Yeah, I just want to talk about him. And Jarek McKinnon always seems to come out of nowhere and just have a 10, 11, 12 point floor. And he's in a Chiefs offense now, especially in PPR settings. He just seems to like has a nose for the end zone. He catches a lot of passes. I, he finished as an RB2 last year in PPR. He was the running back 20, and a large part of that was due to his receiving upside. So I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon here just because I feel like I'm weakest at running back, and I kind of want to stack some people here and maybe have some decisions I have to make in the season on who I'm going to be starting. But I'm going Jarek McKinnon here, and this actually worked out because my guy is actually not there. Never mind. I really That's, wanted. <laughs> no, he's there. No, I really wanted Thielen. Mm. I thought Bateman would be gone, so I'm very happy that I did get Bateman. I got my guy, but That's... I do like Thielen this year as a red zone target for Carolina Panthers offense. I think Bryce Young is going to lean on Thielen a lot, but I get my guy Rashad Bateman again. Talent is through the roof. It's just a matter of can he stay on the field and how is this Ravens offense going to shake out? With now we have four pass catchers, we got to feed the ball to and Zay Flowers, Odell. Rashad Bateman, and of course, Mark Andrews. All right. Whew. It's, there's, I went from drafting three straight running backs to not having any more in between then and now. So there's really nothing good going on here, really. Uh, oof. I'm going to take... Oh, this is so ugly. I'm taking Greg Dulcich. Or Dulcich. Not for any particular reason or anything like that, just because he's been getting some hype, and I think I'm pretty sure he was pretty good towards the end of last season as well. I like it. I think if you take a flyer on any Broncos guy, it's it's the Sean Payton effect. You're just hoping that... Bob, I've been on last year. I've been on the strategy of getting two quarterbacks and two tight ends as well. You, I used to be against it. I used to just go one quarterback, one tight end, hope that there's no injuries. But I do like it. I mean, you've got some flexibility if Waller were to get hurt. But Dude, you, you know, if he stays healthy, then you have that guaranteed upside that we're at least I shouldn't say guaranteed, but proven. Always um, and Dulcich is a potential breakout tight end. So. You, Got to draft for the future. Like you can't, you got to assume that something's going to go wrong or you just got to have a backup plan. Like you don't want to be, especially when you're fighting other people for your waiver wire plays in um, fob formats. You don't want to be doing that every single week. You want to have a backup plan that's already on your roster. I would agree with that. And, uh, because I agree with that, I'm going to go after the tight end five of last year. He actually had a decent amount of receptions. How much time do I have? 40 seconds. Um, how many 
how many receptions did he have last year? He had uh, 72 receptions, a career high for Tyler Higby. And he was not flashy at all with three touchdowns. If he has similar volume with a fully healthy Matt Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup opening up the, the field, and he can just give me, you know, five touchdowns like what he got the two years prior. I like Tyler Higby as an 11th round tight end and as my second tight end. Oh, there goes my guy, Chig. And who's that final pick, John? The final pick. This is a 12 round draft. That is not something that we that we mentioned before. Um, so, I mean, why not? Why not go after the wide receiver two on the Cardinals or or wide receiver three and Tyler Boyd on the Bengals? That's really what I'm. Um, let me scroll down a little bit here. Anyone? Oh, yes. Let's keep stacking the running backs, guys. Don't forget zero running back strategy. You got to have you got to have at least four running backs. I'm at three. Let's get Tank Bigsby. Okay. I got two rookie running backs within the final five rounds of my draft. Keeper territory. I like it. Tank Bigsby. I'm not high on him per se, but I am interested in tank okay impressing in short yardage situations (laughs) is that what his sleeper bio says yeah that's that's like not that that's like them trying to be so nice like he's very good getting (laughs) in the first three yards yeah yeah (laughs) again i need to go running back two as well because pretty much my whole roster's filled out I got some solid depth at every position besides for the position that I took in the first three rounds. Not a lot of sexy names at this point in the draft, but I'm going to go with a guy that at least I know is going to get the ball, you know, probably get minimum 10 touches a game at least to start out. And we'll see, you know, what happens throughout the season. You know, Khalil Herbert tends to get injured. Roshan Johnson's a rookie. So Deontay Foreman may find himself being the lone running back in that backfield at some point. So I'm going to take a flyer on him as my last pick. Oh, all right. I was really hoping I'd get either Jared Goff or Sam Laporta here because I am, because this is the last round I'm going to be looking at either getting a backup tight end or a backup quarterback. Again, I spent my first two picks on Travis Kelsey and Jalen Hurts here. So they are locks in my lineup as long as they are healthy. But as John was saying, it is nice to always have a backup. So I'm going to do, I'm going to grab a backup quarterback here. That could be the biggest trade bait ever in this league come week seven, week eight, when he's hopefully healthy and a team is desperate for a quarterback and they might give me the running back. I so desire as an RB two or more. I'm going to take Kyler Murray here. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Oh my God. I didn't even going that's, undrafted. That's or great. Close dude, to undrafted. Throw them on your IR and now you get an extra slot. It's almost yeah. like you watched our last video of uh three tips to dominate your fantasy draft. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> so I get Kyler Murray here. He's going to immediately go on my IR. But as Bob was saying earlier with, I forget what pick, but it's always, it's not a bad strategy to draft for maybe some future trades. Maybe you don't necessarily need that guy, but as we all know, fantasy football never works out how we absolutely plan it. And so it's good to have these stars that you can trade for when the inevitable does happen. I agree. All right, Paul, you got 30 seconds. What's your favorite part of your team after the first two rounds? (laughs) After the first two rounds, the favorite part of my team is probably... Oh man, I don't, I'm gonna have to go Quentin Johnson here just because Paul I think he could be. I'm not. As, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not like a super fan of this team. It's either gonna be Terry or Quentin Johnson. I'm just higher on Terry McLaurin than most people are this year. But Quentin Johnson, I mean, that's an excellent keeper in the eighth round if he does live up to his expectation. Bobby, I really, I never would have thought that I would have liked the zero wide receiver strategy. Right, I kind of like it. Kind of nice. I mean, the wide receiver upside. It's not, it's not that high, but your 
first four picks kind of make up for that. And yeah, I think, I mean, you have the question mark with Brees, but like I said, I probably, you know, I think I'd wait on Brees still drafting him this high, but just assuming he's healthy, those are three, you know, really good picks from the running back position in the first three rounds. Justin Herbert's due for a bounce back year, I think. Darren Waller, again, very high on the wide receiver position. Yeah, it's not going to jump off the page or anything like that. But you get maybe like something bounces your way, like a breakout from Jackson Smith and Jigba in his first year. And then it kind of just makes up for all of it with that stacked running back core. So, you know, I just need one of those wide receivers to kind of have close to maybe a wide receiver one year and I'll be rolling. Zero wide receiver strategy. Take notes, people. I'll say zero running back. It's hard. And something that I've I've been doing a lot of zero running back drafts, mock drafts, because of me in almost every league that I'm in, I'm in the back end. Um, and you're kind of forced to at least in the first round go wide receiver. And I think the important thing is for all of us is that when you develop a strategy in mind before the draft, it doesn't mean you have to stick to it. You know, you can be fluid in your strategy for the whole draft. You can stick to your strategy for maybe the first three rounds. And then I think it's very important to pivot. For example, if I didn't stick to zero running back strategy, I probably wouldn't have drafted T-Hawk or Brandon Ayuk. Um, You know, I probably would have gone after Jameer Gibbs for sure. And maybe Aaron Jones or like Kenny Walker. But I think that's important, especially since I've just been doing this a lot, I can speak from experience for, for those that are so set on the zero RB strategy. Cause a lot of people are saying this is the year that everyone's got to do it. That's not true. It depends on where you're drafting from and it depends who gets taken in your league. Every yeah. league's different. So don't be afraid to switch up your strategy. Paul's strategy was really like first round based. Um, and I think you did a good job, Paul at drafting your second tight end later in the draft. I think that was very smart. Bob, you stuck with the strategy very well and took advantage of some high upside players. I think your team really comes down to this guy right here, Justin Herbert, on having a, a top you know, five year. I think, yeah, the key to my team here is the quarterback and the tight end position. If those guys hit, then you, that's easily a playoff team. <laughs> there's just no, there's no question about it. If Herbert and Waller hit, then that's a playoff team. All right, guys. Well, that was our strategy mock draft. We appreciate everyone watching. Go ahead, like this video, subscribe to our channel, and don't forget to check out our pinned video on our social media pages. I can't talk in the mic and hold this at the same time. To to win this jersey for free, 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 for free, $130 value for free. Yeah, right. Look, tag still on and everything. Um, you can win this by going on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, check out our pin video and uh, read the directions. You can win. We got two more weeks until we pull out a winner. We're so excited for it. And for all of you listening on Apple and Spotify, we appreciate that too. Go ahead, give us a five-star review, and we will see you next week as we are one week closer to fantasy season.